We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. For several years now, I've been helping schools implement trauma-informed strategies in their schools. Now, as students are starting to come back to school, the need for this is greater than ever. Here's the thing. I'm not a social worker, and I don't pretend to be. So my training really focuses on practical strategies that you can implement in your school without making your teachers feel like they have to be social workers also. I help schools implement trauma-informed strategies so that fewer discipline referrals, fewer dysregulated students, and a calmer, more focused atmosphere. And the best thing is, this training aligns perfectly with ESSER funding, so you don't have to take it out of your school budget. My clients report that they have better sense of how to help their students without adding another thing to their plate. Go to jethrojones.com trauma to read more about it, and let's schedule a chat. That's jethrojones.com trauma. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am so excited to have my good friend Danny Bauer on the program today. He is an unorthodox ruckus maker who has mentored thousands of school leaders through his Better Leaders, Better Schools blog, books, podcasts, and powerful coaching experiences. His new book, The Mastermind, Unlocking the Talent Within Every School Leader, introduces a proprietary process called the ABCs of Powerful Professional Development which is changing the landscape of how school leaders experience professional development. Danny, welcome to Transformative Principle. Jethro, it's great to be here with you, friend, and uh, thanks for inviting me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Always happy to connect with you. It's been a while since you and I have 
done this podcast together. Every few months, I go on your podcast, and then you come on mine, and we go back and forth. And we uh, we actually started the masterminds at the same time. Um, as people know, I run a mastermind also, and uh, we started at the same time way back in what was it, five or six years ago, something like that. Um, 2015, yeah. <laughs> 2015, yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty cool to see where we're both at now, and exciting to to be here. So uh, first, tell us about what you've been up to besides writing the book over the past several years, because you, uh, I think last time we talked, you were in Europe. Yeah, that's very possible. I think these days, you know, just dreaming about the future a lot. So if we zoom out like 20 or 30 years from now, I think uh, you and I will have a podcast called Grumpier Old Men. And uh, we could wax poetic about the good old days when we started Masterminds in 2015. So yeah, but catching you up, holy smokes. Yeah, been around the world, you know, Europe, that kind of thing. Uh, We were in Belgium and Netherlands and then Scotland for about four and a half, almost five years. Uh, My wife's a super smart scientist. And, uh, you know, just during that time, one thing about the the U.S. university, you know, post-secondary system is that they got great academic rigor. They really do. And she missed the the colleagues and the challenge of the projects. So long story short, around Thanksgiving before COVID, went on a, you know, wine and dine interview in terms of Syracuse and uh, was offered a, a position too good to refuse. And so, now home base is in the beautiful state of uh, New York and we're back stateside. So uh, podcast has grown, mastermind has grown, you know, we're, we're here to talk about a new book that's out, second book. And so just been a, a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the book because I think that that is really, um, you've done some great work there and I'm excited for it to come out. It comes out September 28th, which is I think tomorrow when this releases. So that's Pretty exciting that okay. you've got that. So tell us a little bit about this ABCs of powerful professional development. Because when you when you shared this with me before, and when you shared it, I was like, man, that's like, bam, that's exactly perfect way to describe it. So tell tell us about that. Yeah, well, you know, the I love telling this story because I want my old my old uh, senior editor to hear this as many times as possible. <laughs> and even for that, here's the thing. So this is a leadership lesson. So if you're listening to this show. You've heard me on other shows. Yes, I've told this story, but here's the leadership lesson. I learned it from a master coach named Rich Litvin, and I want you to put this in your back pocket and use it with your staff too, maybe with your partner and your kids as well. But here's the thing, like we tend to repeat ourselves. That's okay. Here's, you know, people aren't going to hear you the first time, number one, right? So it takes a number of times you telling the same stories, which can be boring as a leader, but push through the boredom because people need to hear the value, right? Now, number two, if they were paying attention the first time and now they're listening to the story the second time, challenge them to listen for one new insight that will change everything for you today. Or invite them, okay, take the earbuds out, stop listening, go do the dishes or whatever. Or you can lean in and engage and actually try to hear something new with new ears. So the point is, Ariel, (laughs) my senior editor, like, I I do not struggle with coming up with ideas, right? I'm a creative guy. And I think I could come up with some good stuff. So I I, I packaged it and gave it all in the first draft to Ariel. And she's like, wow, this is some really solid content. This is going to help a lot of people. But your organization sucks, right? Like, it's really bad. And so, 
you have to fix that, right? And put it in, in the book format. The challenge for me, Jethro, is the imposter syndrome. And we all have it, right? Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance because creative people like you and me, leaders, right? You hit this resistance and you want to stop. The easier thing is to give up, you know, and to play small. But the professional pushes through and, and continues to show up. I was scared and the resistance was there because my first book, I hired somebody to put it in a book format that people are used to. I hired an editor to take my crazy ideas and organize them on my behalf. <laughs> and now Ariel's telling me that's not her job, it's my job. And I'm like, Ariel, are you serious? There's no way I can do this. So uh, the other leadership tip, this is really important in the story, is that to write a better book, I stopped writing a book. Too many leaders put in more hours, they skip all their meals, they stop sleeping, and they slog through thinking that, okay, it just needs to get done. That's not how you create amazing stuff at all, right? A lot of times the solution is doing less, not more. So I stopped writing. I got out of my office and looking at a computer and away from screens completely. And I just started taking walks in nature. And I really just started to, you know, chew on the idea of the mastermind what made it work. And I wanted to come up with a framework, right? There's many, many books I could point to. One example would be Radical Candor, right? To challenge directly and to care personally. And she has a framework for that. There's many great books that have frameworks. So I had to, I had to think about, okay, what's then the framework for the mastermind? And I also wanted to create an idea that I hope is memorable and remarkable. So I figured if I played around with the, you know, the ABCs, then educators would be like, okay, cool. I like that. So I started thinking, if could I fit it into the ABC model? If so, what would it be? And it just really appeared. And it took a few iterations, but it came quite quickly once I started getting the nature. And it was A is for authenticity. B is belonging. C is challenge. And when you have those components integrated into a PD experience, it leads to life and leadership transformation. And I felt good about that, Jethro. And I started to tell you about it, you know, obviously told Ariel, and that became the structure of the book, right? Those are three distinct chapters. And when she said, you nailed it, you did it, I knew that that we were on the right path. So that's the story of the ABCs. Well, I appreciate you going into the whole story because I want to highlight an aspect that you talked about, which is that to write a book, you stopped writing a book. And really what happens to us in all aspects is that we become so focused on whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish that we stop seeing what is possible and we only see the problem that's in front of us. And some people yeah. call that focusing on the problem or perseverating or whatever the case may be. But when that happens, it diminishes our capacity to do the other things that we need to do. You needed to write a better book. And so you stopped writing. And one of the podcasts I listen to often is called Am Writing by Jess Leahy and KJ Delantonia. And in that, they, they talk a lot about how writers should be writing. And there's this pressure that a writer should be writing every single day. And they say, that's not actually the case. You need to do what works for you. And sometimes you need to go read a whole bunch. And one of my mentors, Matt Church, recently talked about how you need to be inspiring and that that's what you should be 
focused on. Instead of producing content, you should work on inspiring others. And so if you're creating something and it's not inspiring, maybe don't do it. <laughs> don't share that with anybody because <laughs> it's not there, but keep working on it and keep finding something to inspire. And I want to talk, ask you more about this process where you stopped writing um, to, yeah. to make it better. Um, so you did, you went on walks out in nature. Why did you choose going out on walks specifically? Why not something else? Why not a bike ride? Why not playing a sport? Other things like that. Why didn't you choose something else to do besides going on a walk? Yeah, bike riding could potentially work. I have a nice bike, but when I put it back together after they took it apart in Scotland, when I put it back together in New York, it just it, it doesn't feel right. I'm pretty sure it's going to fall apart. So I need to bring it to the shop. So in in some respects, I knew I just had to you know had to stop working and walking was quite easy with walking too. You know you there's no risk really of injury and that kind of thing. And it's very easy just to stop. Right. And so if you are inspired, like talking about inspiration, isn't nature inspiring? Wow. It is beautiful out there. And I knew nothing about central New York when I came here, we, we moved during the pandemic. We rented a place, never have seen, you know, seen it. That's scary. But I couldn't be more, uh, you know, thankful of where we landed. Central New York is gorgeous, upstate gorgeous. There's so much to do outside, hiking-wise, and this kind of stuff. And so walking to me was just to reconnect with that sort of that inspiration uh, and just be inspired by it. And then if I wanted to stop and just, you know, absorb that, it was very easy for me to do. Along that journey too, I got a puppy, right? So then the walk was also good for her and not just for me. So there was like you know, two birds, one st stone, so to speak. So yeah, that's, that's a few reasons why Ryan holiday, which I think you like his work as well, but you know, he's written an article too, about just very successful people who have these sort of unplugging routines. So it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have to be walks. The bike grab would work. My latest coach, he actually scores me on what he calls digital detox, but it's uh it's my eating, sleeping, moving, meditation and unplugging from devices, right? So anything that does that is a good thing, helps you perform at a higher level. And I think you also, when we talk about being problem focused, you give it over to your subconscious uh, to start figuring out, right? The solution on your behalf, while you, you don't think you're solving the problem, but you actually are, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where one of the things that we did in our family over the pandemic is we played a lot of games and uh, like as board, a family, games or? board games, card games, all, all kinds of stuff. And mm. what, what I learned doing that was that I would get some brilliant ideas or strokes of inspiration while doing that thing that was not what I was really focused on. And it it happens when you're walking or when you're riding a bike or yeah. swimming or whatever the case may be or playing board games. But what I, what I saw with that was that when I would put my efforts into, I've got to get this thing done. So I recently went to uh, Wisconsin and did a, a training with some staff there at a district. And it was, it was really great. But a lot of those ideas that I was working on over the summer, I just had this idea log. And I would just go back to the idea log and just put stuff in it as things would come up. And I didn't 
I didn't want to pressure myself and, and rush and feel like I had to come up with the, all these ideas and figure everything out. And when it all came together, it really fit nicely together. And I think it's because I didn't try to force it because I've tried to force it in previous yeah. situations and it feels like it never really works well. So taking that time mm-hmm. away and taking a step back, if you're, fo- if you have a big problem that you're facing, find a way to take a step back and do something else, but let that problem percolate in your mind so that you can go back to it later with fresh eyes and likely you'll find a better solution. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good point. What uh, what was one of your favorite games? So the listener can pick one up. I, I uh, picked up King Domino, which I you know I can't mm-hmm. recommend highly enough. It plays uh, one to four people, fifteen minutes or less. Very fast game. Uh, my nephew Silas, who's eleven, picked it up quickly too, and he loves it. So um, it's kind of like dominoes, but you know, there's there's other cool stuff that's going on there with points and all this cool okay i'll have to check that one out because my kids do love mexican train which is a, a domino game um so that one's good but uh one that we really liked is called cover your kingdom and it's by a company called grandpa bex games and they it's just a really unique take and funny and i every card has these little uh inside jokes about fantasy novels and stories and lands and stuff so Anyway, that one's pretty cool. And what you do is you try to steal uh, subjects from other people's kingdoms to make your kingdom the biggest and with the most amount of uh, creatures in it. And it's quite fun, surprisingly fun. And every game is different. And uh, so that's just one of the many games we played. Yeah, maybe those are are like holiday gift presents for us. Like I'll send you King Domino and you can send me that one. (laughs) Yes, done. Let's do it. I, I will put that Secret on my Santa. list. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That'd be cool. Secret Santa, but we know what's what's coming and who it's from. Yeah, yeah. John Cat Educational supports high quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says Stop Talking and Start Doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. So let's talk a little bit about your work with school leaders. So you, you left being a principal and started devoting your time wholeheartedly to this a few years ago, uh, certainly before I did. Um, and you've had great success growing the mastermind pretty big and that's that's awesome but what are some of the the trends that you've seen over the course of those years of the areas where principals are struggling the most and what's your advice to them if you boil it down to like the biggest struggle and i i just posted about that this morning 
you know, I, I wrote just a very short post. I'm sure it'll get a lot of reaction, but I, isolation is limiting your effectiveness, you know? And so that's, that's one of the problem points we solve, both of us, is that isolation is the number one enemy of excellence. And I just don't get why you would lead alone, you know? And, and there's a number of reasons at times where the candor and the, the vulnerability you need within a team is hard inside a district, depending on who's leading that district. And it can just be, it can be hard to ask for help or hard to admit when you don't know something. Uh, even, you know, especially with the leaders I serve that like have a doctorate, right? Like, you know, they're doctors so-and-so. And sometimes either literally told to them or unspoken why would you need support or a mentor or a coach or more learning? Don't you have this prestigious degree? So it's, re- it's really difficult in that sense. But at the end of the day, you have, you have to admit where you're weak or where you need help or where you consider wh- where you could have done things better and then leverage a collective IQ of the you know, community to have just such a more robust way of approaching any problem or project. So you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. And at this point, it just makes a lot of sense to me. But there, there are, there's real, you know, in writing the book, I found data that supports uh, what, what we're all about. And in 2020, I don't know if you knew this, Jethro, but in 2020, the NAESP and the Learning Policy Institute put out a study. They researched 407 elementary principles pretty significant size so we can generalize you know the results and of those principles 32% spent time sharing leadership practices with peers three or more times in the past 2 years like <laughs> that's it and oh, that's a low bar <laughs> yeah three okay. times tw- wow. tw- it gets it gets worse 23% <laughs> had access to a coach or mentor in the past two years. And if that principal served in a high poverty school district, 10% of those principals, arguably the most, the principals that need the most support, only 10% had access to a mentor or coach in two years, right? And then 56%, still not to be celebrated, 56% participated in a PLC three or more times in the past two years. So the way I've been talking about this is like, imagine you're, your doctor or your dentist, or, you know, we're we're not exempt from getting old. So we're going to get old, we're going to have needs, and maybe surgeries and this kind of stuff. And if you had a sense that your surgeon, doctor, dentist wasn't around peers or getting trained, right, to the best ideas, or you, yeah, so anyways, regularly, would you go to that? I mean, listen, it's like a rhetorical question, but why is it okay in education? So, Those are the facts, you know, leaders that we both support. I uh, I started doing a quarterly survey and the results there of us delivering on our brand promises, but essentially that the mastermind's a cornerstone of their professional development experience. You know, a majority of of members would agree with that statement at a very high level. So we're here, you know, you and me both love school leaders and we're here to support you. Yeah. Well, and to that point, I, I did a survey at the end of the 2020-2021 school year asking what problem has the mastermind solved for you 
um, over the mm. last year. And the problem for almost everybody was that they in some way, shape or form felt isolated and alone. And they found a cohort of people who could support them and help them feel like they're not so isolated. And uh, when I, when I saw those results, I was like, man, I thought that was important. And I knew it was important. And I've like been doing this for years. So I, I know that it matters, but to hear them all say that independently of each other and in a, in a survey format where they're like, what is the one thing that this has helped with? It's been that isolation and everybody feels that to some degree. And that those statistics about T or principals in title one schools, not having support is just mind boggling to me because they really are the ones who need the most. And I, I remember I started my pod, this podcast when I was a title one assistant principal and felt like I was dealing with things that I had no idea how to do. And I needed more yeah. professional development than my district was giving me. And I was like, I got to go find people who are doing this. I've got right. to reach out and find someone who can tell me how to do this better. And thankfully people did. And that helped me become a much better principal than I would have otherwise been. Right. And then we'll pause there. I mean, that's a really great illustration because so you're in this new role serving a community that might not, you might not reflect. Right. And so there's so much learning to be done. Uh, but the point is like the ideas are out there, right. But it, it could take you years, decades to get to the level of understanding and savviness that it literally could take weeks in a mastermind because you are hearing the collective experience of other school leaders just like you and is hungry to, hungry to learn on a weekly basis, really digging in with depth into education and leadership, right? So why take the harder, longer path when there's a way to accelerate and to do it within a community setting, you know, that just to be able to hear what people are doing around the world consistently, like that, I mean, that is an incredible value that the mastermind brings. Well, and it really is the experiences of other people. And over the past few months, one thing that people have said repeatedly is, well, I'm glad to hear I'm not alone in experiencing X, Y, or Z. So when somebody brings a challenge that they think only they are facing, then everybody else is like, oh yeah, I deal with that also. I'm so glad to hear it's not just me. <laughs> you know? Right. And and it's so fun to hear people say that and recognize that they're not alone when they feel so mm -hmm. alone so often. Yeah. And the, another thing to add to that. So the first step for a lot of people of getting out of isolation, I'm sure they're going to turn to social media, which is fine for a first step, but don't stay there. So there's plenty of Facebook groups. Uh, you can get stuff on LinkedIn. Obviously, Twitter and Twitter chats are extremely popular and helpful. You can get resources. You can start relationships. But I would argue that it never goes at a level of depth that you need it, right? That's required to transform your leadership. And so you can get some resources and get inspired super quick, but you just never get to that level. Now imagine a place where it's the same people each week, the trust, the authenticity, right? The relational capital that's built up and how much further you can go with that group. And when they share a resource, the follow-up dialogue and questions and all of that, which just doesn't exist in social media. Last point, I'm in a huge, huge principles group on Facebook and you're in the same group. And um, the point is this, like there's a lot of people that ask for help and resources, 
or they'll post things because they're proud of what they're doing. And it is not uncommon when the negativity just starts, right? That's a terrible idea, essentially, people are saying, or I would never do that, like just negative. And so that's something also that you won't, you're not going to experience in the mastermind. Doesn't mean people are going to love all your ideas. They will poke holes in your thinking and push you to be better. But it's not going to be, you know, remember Ghostbusters, you know, and getting slimed. Like there's no slimers in the mastermind. If they were, I, I'll i kick them out. I haven't had to. They just, I don't attract those kind of people. And I'm sure Jethro, you're the same way. So that's one of the other things too. I think social media is like the modern day faculty lounge where all the people who just want to complain, that's where they go. But people who want to really get stuff done, they go to a mastermind. Yeah, absolutely. I, I felt the same way over the years that uh, social media never provides the depth that you need to really make the changes you want to make. And it's a good scratch in the surface. It's a good it's a good way to go see what artifacts other people have produced, but it's not a good way to go really do the deep dive that you need to. And and that's where for for me and the people I work with, the mastermind has been awesome because we can go deep and we can talk about really difficult, challenging things that are really uncomfortable and uh, some things that are professionally embarrassing, but there's no judgment there. And everybody says, right. hey, we get it and we can we can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Rally around them. That's right. Yeah. So uh, as always, great conversation with you, Danny. Thanks so much for taking the time. My final question is what is one thing a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Take some time off. So probably not enough people uh, preaching that, but you know, you're not using your days. We all know that you're not using your lunch period and that kind of thing. So just give yourself permission to take a little bit of time off. Like my, like I said, my coach now scores me on how I unplug because he asserts you'll be a high, you can be a higher performer if you do that. And uh, so far that's proved to be true. So I want to pass that on as a generous gift for your transformative listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I fully endorse that. Um, want to remind you that you can get his new book, The Mastermind Unlocking the Talent Within Every School Leader, wherever books are sold, published by Corwin. So you can go to their direct website or Amazon or whatever. There's a link to it in the show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. And if you want to learn more about The Mastermind, that's betterleadersbetterschools.com slash MM, right? Or yeah, Mastermind, I've changed it, or but mastermind. that's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It'll or go there. Tra- yeah. Or transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind, either one of those. Danny and I would love to work with you. And honestly, if you if you're not sure which one will be best, talk to both of us and Flip we'll help point you in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do a little a battle battle of the greats between the two of us. So, Danny, thanks so much for being on Transformative Principle. Appreciate having you here today. Yeah, thank you, Jethro. It's always an honor. Hey, middle school principals, what if I told you that all your teachers had to do to teach your students really valuable social and emotional competencies was just press play? In Control SEL is a fully automated video curriculum that teachers and students absolutely love. And that's because it's easy. And it looks just like a Netflix or a YouTube show. So all you have to do to hear about how it can completely transform your school is schedule your call. 
Tell us Jethro sent you and you'll get 20% off if you feel like it's a good fit. So go now to www.incontrolsel.com slash strategy call to schedule your call today. The link will be in the show notes. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.